Courtside Indiana podcast is brought to you by Metro Indy Basketball Fall League. The 14th annual Fall League runs from Sundays, October 11th through November 1st. For more information and to register, visit MetroIndyBasketball.com. Also, Box Out Sports, the best sports graphics platform. Built for speed and control with your organization in mind. Try it now for free at BoxOutSports.com. Welcome to episode 42 of the Courtside Indiana podcast. As always, it's Jim Reamer joined by Zach Tyler. Zach, how was your week? Well, a uh, week of a lot of basketball again. It's good getting out. Still good to get to some games. Haven't had to worry about any scheduling conflicts yet. So that's a good thing. Yeah, we've been in good shape, right? I mean, we've had some, we both, have we not both had, I know I've had a couple of games that I planned on seeing that were postponed, but none at the last minute. Saturday. Uh, oh, yeah. And I've had a couple games that have, right. Yeah. I've had a couple games get dropped on me that kind of helped me decide where to go then, actually. So that was, that was helpful. Yeah. That's true. There's, there's some of that options being reduced a little bit. But yeah, it's Saturday was interesting. And we'll get to that later as far as how that schedule evolved and how successfully it played out. You know, kudos to them. I mean, obviously, some of it's luck. Uh, you know, I experienced that with the Fall League, uh, being fortunate enough to get through basically four weeks of, of you know, just being able to operate. Right. And that's that's what, you know, we're week to week here. So uh, Barney's not going to be with us this week. He has actually got, like, real work, like, you know, whatever that is. Yeah, um, and that's the. I guess that's the one thing about being a school teacher. In your case, in my case, kind of you know being self-employed in all ways, uh, it's you know your schedule doesn't really necessarily jump up on you on a on a Sunday night like his could. So right, right. I think they were having some systems issues there for work, so he is out of commission tonight. So. Well, let's get going. We've got we're going to go through the recruiting stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about Jalen Washington, who who is back playing basketball now. Yes. And then we're going to get to what is going to become our weekly segment, which is best games, best teams and best players. So uh, along the way, we may, you know, if Twitter throws us a curveball with a commitment or an offer, we'll add it in as we go. But but Zach, let's get us up to date on the recruiting. All right, yeah, so this week we had one commitment and a few offers. Um, Noah Harris from Noblesville got an Ohio Christian offer. That was last night. Nick Center from Madison, uh, Lake Michigan offer. Julian Norris down from Evansville, um, Southern Indiana offer. Malik Stanley got another D2 offer, this one from Barry. And then our, our commitment from last night after his game was uh, Deontay Davis is going to go – Join his brother at Louisville. Yeah, that didn't surprise anybody. I, Saturday, as as those games were being played, of course Warren Central played in it. I had texted a couple of coaches on the other place that other places that he was considering, and in both instances, thought Louisville was the answer. And sitting with Trevor Andershock and Eric Gardner, I think we all kind of thought he was going to Louisville as well. And uh, and. The, the reply from the other coaches was it's not us, you know, so they both, 
they both felt fairly confident they weren't getting them. Yeah. Uh, what what that you know what that you know meant in terms of actual communication. Neither one of them confessed to knowing for sure, but just that it was that strong. So it, it was not a surprise, is it? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I, I never really heard much on the IU side of things with him. So, and I'm I'm not too familiar with with his recruiting process really, though, other than his offers. Yeah, when you get to it as early as he's committed, you know that tends to not be that tends to be a pretty private. Right situation. I mean, usually when when recruiting processes reach their you know their maximum capacity, which is for most of them, signing in the fall, making the decision the fall of their senior year. You know, you start to get a really good. You start to start to get more and more information out of it, but but when it's this early, it's it's usually pretty quick, pretty quiet. You know, until you do what he did, which is put a tweet out there or. However, he did it, Instagram saying, hey, we're going to make a decision here in a couple of weeks. And and he, and he did. So congratulations, Deontay. Yep. He joins his brother, DeAndre, who I, I, you know, he's obviously off to a good start for Louisville. I, I loved him in high school. And yeah. And um, and Deontay's game's developing. I, we did a write up on the games on Saturday. He was part of it. He was his defense was ahead of his offense, and a lot of that was because of his free throw shooting. I think at one point he was four for twelve. Credit goes to Trevor Andershock for that stat. Uh, he was uh, he you know he didn't look comfortable at the free throw line either. So and, you know early in the year, you know he'll work his way through that, and his shots. It's a, it's a good enough looking shot. He's he's going to be able to get get it much cleaner. So uh, the other guy on Warren, Malik Stanley. We were talking before the pod, before we recorded that. I mean, among the the kids that are uncommitted, he's kind of one of my favorites. I mean, it's I don't and I don't just mean in terms of talent. I just mean in terms of how he handles himself on the court. And he was brilliant uh, against Christmas Addicts. And he he basically, I mean, he really controlled as much as he could control. You know, I mean, Addicts was better in transition, and that that game got going fast, and and they were able to convert at a higher rate. And, and but Malik, I mean, I think he's you know I think he's a Division One kid. I think he's a low D one guy. I think defensively, there's some question marks for him. A lot of it is attributed to size. It's definitely not willingness uh, to defend or or a lack of ability in terms of understanding how to defend in a you know in a, in a, in a scheme. But he is so efficient offensively, and, and he can shoot. He can score from any level. I mean, he would he would probably struggle in college getting to the basket, uh, but you would definitely have to guard him. And I think his mid range game is good. His floater game is good, and his outside shot is good. So hopefully, his recruiting takes a broader turn here as he, as he starts to get through his senior year, another kid that was probably impacted by not getting as much exposure as kids normally get. So, sure. Uh, Jalen Washington, he's back playing and you got a chance to watch him play. And I I, I think each week we're going to talk about one kid, hopefully 
we get enough interesting content on, you know, in, on, a, on a certain kid. Because sometimes we're not always trying to peg the, the superstar guys as we go make our decisions. But at the same time, this is one of them. Or certainly right. is reputed to be one of them. How did he look? And, and let's then talk about how that compares with what we think he will be. Yeah, so uh, I, I had heard some questions prior to the game of if he was even going to play just because he hadn't played in their first game uh, against the – oh, man, I forget who they even play now. I just looked it up earlier. Uh, one of the Hammond teams. You talk uh, <clears throat> Yeah. I don't think it was Morton. Uh, anyway, so I was kind of worried going into it that I wasn't going to get to see him. But there's Hammond plenty of other te- – Gavin, okay. There was plenty of other uh, guys in this game that I would, was hoping to see anyway, oh, so it, it yeah, was going to work out regardless. Uh, but when he went through warm-ups, he has a big big old knee brace on his, his knee. Uh, like I said, went through warm-ups, looked good, didn't hesitate too much in warm-ups or anything like that. Uh, kind of was just going through the motions. He wasn't doing stuff too hard in warm-ups. Uh, <clears throat> but he started right away. Played maybe the first three or four minutes of the first quarter, pulled him out. Same thing, second quarter, first few minutes, got him out of there. Uh, played a little more at the end down the stretch. Uh, I, he finished with, what did I say, 10, 10 or 8, 8. I can't remember what I had now for that. Jeez. You know, you're asking me. You're not asking me, are you? No. Uh, anyway, and so many texts back and forth to each other or anything you might have sent me Friday nights long gone. Right. Exactly. Anyway, uh, he had a dunk in the game. That was really nice. Just, uh, cleaned up a, a shot from somebody else and was standing right under the hoop and went right back up and dunked it. Um, I didn't really notice any shot blocking going on when, when Michigan city to get to the paint. I mean, maybe some altering, uh, but that's about it. Um, he did take an outside shot once, a three. Shot looked smooth. Uh, a little bit on defense, he got he got burnt by a couple times. But, I mean, that's kind of expected on a closeout from a big like him to get blown by by a guard. Uh, uh, rebounding, he did well. But they, oh, Michigan City played a zone, so it was tough for him to get going underneath. Yeah. Did he show anything off the bounce as far as, you know, getting face-up catches and, you know, you he know, really I mean, didn't. Even didn't, like a mid post. Yeah. He really didn't put the ball on the floor much. Uh, when, he, he looked to pass a little, I think last night when he did get the ball away from the basket, other than that three he took. Um, yeah. So he didn't really try to attack the paint or anything when he was, when he had the ball outside of the paint. Does he look healthy? I mean, does he look – I mean, he's wearing – a what the, the brace he's wearing, It's it's got the structure around it. It's not just a compression sleeve. Right, right. It's the ACL brace, the metal okay. metal sleeve brace. Yep. Yep. And he he looked healthy to me. I, okay. I couldn't tell you if he was 80%, 90%, 100%, but he, he looked healthy to me. It looked like they were just easing him back into game speed and game mode and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't favoring it. Didn't look like he was limping. Nope. I mean, like when he dunked, he was. Well, that's not always the great indicator, but right. Nope, I didn't see any favoritism to the knee, 
any grabbing it or clutching it or anything or doing anything to it on the bench, anything like that. Nothing, nothing with good. the knee then. So, so that's good. Definitely. How the, you said he took an outside shot, how quick you, and you liked his mechanics. How, how quickly did he get it in and out? Uh, it was a pretty good set shot. I mean, he catch and as as quick as he could get his big arms up there and release it, he <laughs> let it fly and it looked pretty smooth. I, I think he's yes. got a nice touch. How tall is he now? What last time we saw him, he was six eight. Is he still? What's he listed at? He he might be a little taller than that. I'll have to look pull up the roster, but he might be a little taller than six eight now. I wasn't able to get on the floor with him because of their uh, regulations at Michigan City, but he they have him listed at six ten. Okay. What do we have him listed at? I probably should know that, right? Hold on, let me look. Whatever we've got him listed at, we've got it. Yeah, six eight. All right. Well, I'll change that. Six ten. It is. That was easy enough. Um, what do they have? Any? I mean, like we we obviously know some of their personnel. Kamari Peterson, especially, and and Krishan Christmas. And how did uh, sticking with them a little bit? Unless it bleeds. I mean, it might bleed into our next segment. But how did Nick? How did he and Nicholson play together? Uh. So. You, you mean uh, Jalen and Nicholson? Yeah. Yeah, they were never in at the same time. So that's oh, really? who would come in. Yep, he would come in for Jalen typically. Uh, huh. Nicholson looked a little raw to me. Uh, didn't really do too much in this one. Um, rebounded some. Might have had a block or two. And I don't even know if he scored. I don't have my my uh, paper here with me. I came unprepared. But, uh, right. no. yeah, he looked. I'm throwing curveballs there with that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looked he looked, little... he looked really good in the summer. And that's obviously playing against with and against really good competition and and f- certainly physically held his own. He's he's a big dude. Yeah. And, and he... he's not asked to do much offensively other than be like a drop-off guy or a putback guy. Sure. Sure. And and, and him and Jalen, I, I was just gonna say that him and Jalen both ran the floor well. I was gonna add that to to my breakdown. That they they both would run the floor well. But yeah, uh Nicholson really didn't didn't do too much last night for me. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's not, it's like he did much in the game. Well, it's it's you know sometimes that could be fit. Sometimes that could be you know a lot of different things that without sure. ever seeing him practice and haven't seen him play yet. I, who yeah. knows? Nicholson, I just liked him in the summer, so I thought maybe there'd be a way those two guys would play together, and I would fully expect they play a lot together. But I guess. At least not early on, huh? Yeah, I guess not. Christmas Christmas looked well in the second half. Yeah. Kind of a slow start for him in the first half. Uh, super athletic. He's got a great body, too, right now. Uh, great college body. I feel like he, he's strong. Uh, played, played well on defense. Offensively, he was a little limited last night. I think he finished with 11. Uh, most of that was the second half. He had a big, good, big steal and uh, layup at the end there, and then he had a uh, that nice putback dunk also during the game. So he's really bouncy. Rebounded well, I thought also. Uh, he's, Kamari, he's yeah, definitely bouncy. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's clearly that. Kamari hit some shots. He was really the catalyst for them that led the way. He looked, he looked good last night. Even playing against Hodges, it's a tough matchup for him. Uh, he hit five threes. Kamari did. 
He's he's a lot like Malik Stanley. I mean, both those kids watching them play this summer. Just for guys that aren't, and and they're probably more athletically than I'm giving them credit to be. But for guys that aren't dynamically as athletic as some of these guys that that just kind of pop off the court, both these guys just they're they're quick and they're quick certainly quick enough. Um. To, and they understand pace and they understand how to run a team. I definitely really impressed with Peterson this summer. And and then I'm I think Stanley, at least in the Indianapolis area, is a kid. You know, him and Shamar Avance are two kids that really you know need to get more recruiting attention. Yeah, and the last one I want to talk about for uh Gary Gary Westside anyway was Perion Robinson. This yeah. is the second time I've gotten to see him. I saw him in that the game. Uh, Indiana game championship Sunday, but he, he did a really nice job last night. Just does the little things. Well, like just the, the, the junkyard dog kind of stuff, but, but he's got some moves of his own too. And he'll put the ball on the floor and take it to the backseat basket. He's sneaky, sneaky, quick, six, four, six, five, uh, bigger body though. Um, let's see, they have him on the roster at six, four, two twenty, but, but he can move. He's, He's got good handles for a big guy. And he, he took three charges last night. He, he just – really good piece for them, I feel like, and should be getting some looks. He'd be a really good NAIA kid, I feel like. Is it what, primarily what position do you see him playing? Is he's more of a – he's starting alongside. I mean, he's like more of a power forward. Yeah, he'd be a three or four, definitely at the next level. Okay. I don't know if he's a bit tall enough to be a four, but well, NAI that's undersized is right. Not always a bad thing. Well, it's just usually what it is, isn't it? Yeah, with a rare exception. Um, okay, well, it's good that Jalen's back playing. I mean, for what it's worth, Krishan Christmas is this was his first his first game back in Indiana as well, or maybe not their first game back. We'll see. That was their definitely their first stretch of games back They're They're two and zero now. So their first game was December 1st. So this is their first week back. Um, I, I'd be curious to see how much Jalen plays. Maybe he's not going to do back to back or I guess they didn't really have back to back this week, but, but um, it, it'll be um, good to see him get in a groove and, and Gary West, they're probably going to be a team that could come out of the North, you know, at least, you know, not that that's an easy path for anybody, but you know they've got a lot of they've got a lot of pieces. They got a lot of size. They got a couple of kids that can shoot it, right? Besides, I mean, anybody else besides Peterson? Yeah, who sh- who shot well from distance? Um, no, not really. I don't really know if anybody else even shot many threes from for them, other than them than him. Hmm. Yeah, that that could be their bugaboo. Uh, one, one of the teams I'm going to talk about later could be their bugaboo as well. Uh, I'll get more details on that as we get into this next segment. So anything else before we move on? Uh, I don't think so. I'm, I'm Gary West and Jalen Washington update. You know, it's funny. We get into the basketball season and we, we certainly have more to talk about it. We, it, but at the same time, it's it's more concise it's more organized so we're you know that's what we're doing now we're moving on to like our next segment which is going to be kind of a weekly thing that we're going to do 
uh, down down one podcaster here tonight. Well, it'll be a little quicker than it would have been otherwise. But we're going to do each of us are going to have one game or the, the one game, one team and one player that we're going to talk about. And it's basically the best game that we saw this week, the best team that we saw this week, and then either the best performance or the best player that we saw this week. And those are sort of loose rules. They don't have to be the same. They, they, they shouldn't be the same game. I mean, it shouldn't all come from the same game, but I guess if it, if it does, if it's obvious, then it, it could no reason why not. These aren't hard, fast rules, but just to give us some organization, some direction in terms of what we're going to talk about. And so Zach, we'll stick with you. What was your best game of the week? It would have to be last night's game just because of the, the, the talent level, the how close it was the whole time, uh, how hard and well Michigan City stuck with Gary Westside, even even though they were winning most of the game. But that that was definitely the the game of the week for me. So what was the so Gary West played Michigan City out and then it went and they won pretty tight. Like it was a one possession victory, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary West won by two. Okay, yeah, that is one possession. Yeah. Who uh, tell us more about Michigan City then? Who played well? So my player of the week or performance of the week would would be uh, Jamie Hodges Jr. Michigan. Oh, you're City, skipping ahead. More point guard. He's you're just, skipping ahead. Don't do that. I'm skipping ahead. If we're staying in, if we're staying in this game. I'm skipping not, ahead and breaking. We're not some skipping rules. ahead. <laughs> we got no, no skip ahead. I can yet. hold back. I'll hold back. All right. Yeah. Hold okay. back. Hold back. How'd that game go? Talk a little bit more about the game itself. Yeah, the flow is pretty bad, actually. The <laughs> fun Michigan, yeah, the Michigan Michigan City likes to get up and down, and and they weren't doing that while they were in the zone. It was tough for them to release out and and run like they like to. But and that that took some of the, a couple of their players out of the game, actually, that normally play well. But but other than that, uh, Michigan City just they were very methodical in what they were doing. They ran the offense Hodges like usual. Uh, Gary Watson hit a couple threes like he typically does. Um, they were, they just, they couldn't rebound and when they needed to, I guess, and they didn't get the stops at the end when they needed to, but that was, that was definitely the best game I saw. How's Michigan city size wise? Michigan city's biggest player, I think is six, four. <laughs> so that's so kind were, of an issue. So they're probably undersized at every position. Yeah, definitely. Even even Peterson's bigger than Yep. Bigger than Hodges. I mean Hodges is strong and he's a freaking bulldog, but but yeah. as far as height wise and yeah, and length, definitely. Peterson's got him by at least what two or three inches. Yeah, they have Kamari's I think six one or six two. Yeah. Well, I came in thinking that this I would be talking about Brebuff and Cathedral. That did not go as expected. Uh, you know, Burbuff was down 19 to two before anybody could blink. And it, it kind of stayed at that level outside of maybe a stretch at the end of the third. Uh, so, so my best game of the week was Christmas Addicts and Warren Central. And if nothing else, just for the incredible runs <laughs> that there were and how back and forth that game was, despite the fact that both teams had double digit leads in the first half. And 
Cathedral, I'm sorry, uh, Attic started the game 4 nothing. Warren Central called timeout and then came out and rattled off. I think it was at that point, um, they went on a 23 to four run or 23 to six run. And then at one point it was 26 to 13. And then uh, Attic scored the, then Attic's cut it to 29 to 26. And then heading into this, in, heading into the midway through the third quarter, they were ahead thirty-five to twenty-nine, and I think ultimately they had a second. I think that was part of their second sixteen to zero run. Jeez. And then Warren fought back, got it down to about four, and then Addicts basically at that point took over. And, and you know they shot free throw free throws well. There were there were five technicals in the game. Two of them were silly. Uh, Warren Central had one that was a lineup, a substitute, illegal substitution. So they had six guys in the court at one point. You know, it just was. It was an interesting game, just from a, sta- a talent standpoint. Got a chance to watch Daniel Coates play, who's the transfer from Chicago Thornton, transferred into Warren Central this year, six six, probably a. Probably more of a Division two low D1 guy, but certainly a contributor. Uh, there, there's some speculation he might already be at least so far committed to, to, Log- to John Logan um, out of uh, junior college out of Illinois. And, you know, he'll get a chance to improve for two years and get re-recruited. And, of course, you know, the bigger names are – Deontay Davis, who committed to Louisville yesterday, you know, yesterday as well. We we talked about that. And, and as much as he struggled from the free throw line, he he made some incredible defensive plays, and he was a factor on the glass. He's going to be a factor on the glass pretty much every game. Uh, he takes that part of the he takes that part of the game seriously. Uh, you know, he he struggled with 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 his free throw stroke. He was like I said earlier, he was four for twelve at one point, and those are those are tough possessions to come empty on. And, you know, so for and those, those points really hurt, especially when it's in crunch time, a, you know, two or three possession game that, that can definitely change the, the scope and disposition of the game. Uh, Isaiah Stafford got off to a slow start, but then he was really good in the second half. Uh, Jalen hooks who had 10 points on the game scored eight of them in a bunch and most of that was in the second quarter when things were really going wrong for Attics. You know, and you thought once once Warren got traction, you kind of thought maybe they would pull away because at the same time, Attics has depth, as much depth as Warren does. I just am such a big believer in in Malik Stanley and, and Sean West and and how good those guys, how good both those guys are. Um you know, it's it's tough to see Sean Black. Sorry. Sorry. You're like, who the hell is Sean West? Yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah, no, I I do that. There's a referee named Sean East. And whenever I think of Sean, I, I think it's not East. It's not East. And then my brain went straight to West. So, so Sean Black. Sorry, Sean. We love Sean Black, by the way. We do. He listens. So I got to get that right. Yes. But... You know, and he and Sean struggled. He he ended up with I think he ended up with with four, 
and really the two of them were late. Both of his both of his baskets were late. He fouled out. I mean, it was a competitive game. It was an up and down game. It was an athletic game. Uh, you know, I love watching Stafford and Stanley hitting shots. Stafford for Addicts and St- and Stanley for for Warren. Um, it had star power. It had everything. You know, and it was, and it was, um, it was, it was as competitive as it as I wanted it to be the uh, I wasn't, did not stay for the Lawrence North, the full Lawrence North um, Hammond game. I left right before halftime because I wanted to get to the Carmel Zionsville game and did not get a chance to see the cathedral homestead game, mostly because I saw cathedral the night before and we'll be seeing homestead probably a couple other times this, this month in different locations. So so I, I think probably both those those games were maybe a little bit better than the game that I saw. Um, but I was, like I said, when we talked about doing this this format, I was um, fully prepared to be coming in talking about Cathedral and Buff. And, and that game, I'm sure, disappointed Coach Howard way more than it disappointed me. But because but, Billy Smith and Evan Altman are, are a heck of a basketball players and, and um, Cathedral, I'll get to them get to them in a minute so any any you got any questions on any of that stuff no you've covered it really well uh i hope i hope to see addicts sometime this year i addicts plays up here at maryville i think in a couple weeks uh yeah so i'd like you know, to get, there's over, some, get over that game and there's some you know kushan Ware is back by the way if we didn't yep we didn't deal with that. that in real time think social media wise we did but we um he he is definitely back and he played didn't play a lot you know he had a situation where he got a silly technical and and by silly i mean the referee i thought i thought the referees were a little trigger happy um he had no interaction with the referee he's he's bounced the ball heavily and it came up above his head i bet it came up above his head by a foot and they tacked him and i i think they took him out just to just to calm him you know just to let him know it's all right, you know, or just, you know, kind of watch yourself. But, but then he got back in and he took a shot. He took a shot early in a possession from one step in half court. Oh, geez. And he came out after that and I don't remember him getting back in. So not a good shot, but he, he's talented. He's going to help them. You know, he's an excellent shooter. He's one of the best shooters in the sophomore class. And when he, when he's going, you know, he had 18 points in their first game or his first game. So he's going to be a threat and he's going to be an opportunity, you know, he's going to be a, a, definitely an asset for them this year. And, and, you know, it's as much as I think he, he got the short end of the stick on the technical, that, that's something he's got to watch out. And it's something that he can completely control. So, um, but I was, um, Anxious to see them play, and, and that, that game was a fun game to watch. So, who, what was the best team you saw this week? Okay, so I saw South Bend Riley also. So, I saw okay. the Notre Dame, Notre Dame commitment then there. And then, obviously, we have Jalen Washington, who's a big D1 recruit. Uh, <clears throat> this is a tough one for me because I feel like best team that I saw. If I was comparing Riley this year's Riley team to last year's team, 
the improvement they've made is, is tremendous. I, I, I credit that to coach Daniel, um, just getting those guys together, playing hard, knowing their roles. It's already, it's a young season. So, I mean, those guys are already listening. They're, they're putting in the time. I talked to him a little before the game, a little bit after the game, he's really proud of how they're working. And, and I, I feel like as an overall team, they, they did it for me. They, they played hard. They left it all out there. I, I, it's hard to say. I mean, like they're, they're Blake Wesley, but, but they're kind of not Blake Wesley too, if that makes sense. Like Blake scored 30, but, but teammates did other things well for them. And, and I just feel like it was a really good team win for that team. Well, there, there's, there's nothing wrong when your best player goes out and has a hell of a game. I mean, exactly. I was teasing Eric Gardner. He tweeted during the uh, toward the end of the uh, Homestead Cathedral game and said he, you know, was anybody, you know, would there be anybody, you know, he he didn't know who who might step up for Homestead down the stretch. I thought, well, I think maybe that Luke Goody guy might do it. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he is. And he went from nineteen to thirty four, and so I was kind of teasing <laughs> him on that. But so sometimes there's a, just an obviousness to it. It's okay, Blake Wesley goes out and drop thirty six. You know, it's it's okay if that happens. I think when it happens in spite of teammates, is is when you get in trouble. If it's especially if it's a high volume situation and, and it's inefficient. But you know, they've had this is their fourth coach in four years, right? And that's a lot for kids to overcome. So it's definitely a credit to Alex. Again, making me feel old. He played for me, <laughs> so you know, making, you know, credit to him for getting those guys going and it's early in the season. And, but who do they, they, they beat, who did they beat? Mishawak Marion. So that was that game. Okay. Yeah. You had two options to go to. Yeah. Either way, I think you were Adams and St. Joe's or, or Riley and Mishawak Marion. The best team I saw this week, again, this is all just based on what we're seeing and not, not anything else. Uh, the best team I saw this week was Cathedral. And they put in as complete a performance against Burbuff as you can. They jumped them early. They, they probably had some situations, especially in the third quarter, where Coach Delaney wasn't real happy with their focus. But I think other than that, they, they did kind of keep their – pedal to the metal they certainly never look to not attack um Tayshon Comer was so good in that game he was he does such a great job now of or at least in this game of understanding changing speed change change pace he understands how to use his body as a way to set up his move, you know, to set up his next move. And in some cases that's creating a shot for somebody else. I don't know what his assist totals were, uh, but, but, uh, you know, if he's out there getting four or five assists a game, yeah, that's him, you know, in a high school game, that's a good, that's a good number. And it's, you know, that's going to generate, that's going to generate shots versus, him putting up extra shots or try to forcing it, which is look a lot of times when younger guys have a lot of weight put on their shoulders from a responsibility standpoint, 
you know, they think the responsibility is to score, score, score. And he looked as he looked as purposeful in his play as I've ever seen him, at least in a school game. I mean, he was showing signs of it in the summer. And he went out and had 26, and, and he rebounds extremely well for his position. And, you know, then they have other pieces. Jackson Edwards is a developing junior that I noticed him a little bit in the summer but didn't know much about him. And he's full-blown. He, he kind of reminds me of what OG Ananobi is for, the, for Toronto Raptors, where he's probably going to be their third best scorer in any given game, but he's also going to be their best defender, and he's also going to be their second best rebounder. He's also going to block shots. He's also going to get steals, you know, and try to differentiate the notion of him being a good defender versus those two stats because sometimes guys can just sell out for stats. He, he's a guy that can guard multiple positions for him, for, for Cathedral. Do it in a disciplined way, but at the same time still get, still make plays on defense. And he was awfully good that game. And then you've got you've got guys like Jake Davis and who's a six six kid who can who played football. So this was his first game. You know he was he took four charges in this game. You know he's probably going to rebound six or six, get six or seven rebounds a game. He's there'll be one game where he'll have eight points. There'll be another game where he'll have fifteen. You know, he's a good free throw shooter. He's a big guy who you can end the game with. And you can close with him on the floor. In fact, that'll, it'll, can't imagine it'll be too much longer before he's starting. Um, and then Jalen Johnson. Um, you know, he was a kid that he will help them. You know, he'll be another ball handler. He'll be a guy that can hit open threes and he'll be a guy that, you know, can, can get in the paint, get downhill a little bit and make plays. Now their one big bugaboo is, is I don't know they have the one or two guys who are just absolutely knocked down shooters. Like they've had the last couple of years, you know, they, they're going to miss that guy. Now, if Jackson Edwards can be that guy, I mean, yeah, he hit, Hit two threes against Perbuff. I'm kind of pulling some of the stuff off the top of my head. You know, he he looks good shooting it, but again, he's got to be open to do it. He's not running off screens. Jalen Johnson again hit a couple of open threes. I mean, Cathedral shot the ball well, but none of those guys are coming off double downs and and catching and shooting like Hensley would have for them. You know, the last couple of years. They, they don't have that one guy yet that's that's established when they need a shot. That's the guy getting, you know, a series of screens. Sure. And, again, Comer's shot's improving. They've, they've got guys who will hit shots when they're open. It's, do they have a guy that can just stand outside and knock down, right. you know, knock down shots? Um, but – They miss Pete Moe. They did not miss Pete Moe, and that's not to say they won't miss Pete Moe, but they did not miss Pete Moe Friday. I don't know Saturday if they did or didn't. He is was not with the team. We caught wind Friday morning that he would not be with them against Burbuff. I was able to get confirmation that he was at least still enrolled. He was in class that day. That's as far as I could take that conversation. 
and then the rumor is he's going to transfer. But those rumors, those are three separate conversations. Those aren't all coming from the same place. So it's not like I got a hold of somebody in Cathedral and they said they're transferring. I think you can make some logical assess, some logical deductions that he is going to transfer. I don't think you just up and out skip games. But right now his recourse would be the public school where he lives or a prep school. The word is he tried to get in the Chittard, <laughs> but either they wouldn't let him or it was told that he definitely wasn't going to get signed off on it. I'm not sure what the thinking there would be, if that's accurate. Um, he went to Creekside Middle School as an eighth grader. That's in Carmel. So don't know what his residential situation was like then. I don't know what it is now. I know in Carmel you have to be in district, at least officially, to go to Carmel, to go to a Carmel school. We don't have open enrollment unless that's changed in the last couple of years. So he was, um, so last I knew he lived, he had at least one parent living in Carmel. I, I don't know him to be a bad teammate. I don't know him to be, you know, he gets frustrated like a lot of young kids do, but I don't, I don't know what the, what the reasoning is. I don't know that we'll get it. And then if we do, we won't probably get it on the record. So where he would transfer really would be, him. yeah. I mean, when I saw him this summer, I liked him. He's improving to being more than just a back of the basket guy. I mean, he's still not a guy that's going to drive. He's if if he's facing up, he's pick and pop, and that that part of his game is getting better. And you know, defensively, I I thought he was was working hard. He was working hard this summer, and and they played a little bit in in August as a team, and I. If I looked fine then, I don't know what yeah. the what the situation is. If it's touches, if it's All right, who knows? Sometimes, yep. Um, we can speculate how off kilter that that situation can get when it comes to playing time or role or you know. And the, oftentimes, those those stories are victims of, of a lack of patience. Cathedral's got a lot of depth. I imagine all those kids are going to get would get more minutes in a lot of different places, with the exception of Comer, who probably doesn't come out for more than just to get a breather. So they were the best team I saw this week. Um, I, I would have been curious to see them play Homestead. Like I said, I I just I didn't have a ton of interest in the six o'clock six thirty game because of the out of state team, and then it was such a blowout. I'm glad I went to Carmel. I mean, I'm glad I went and watched Carmel Zionsville just because the kids that are involved in that game. And plus it was kind of fun watching Jr. coach Hal coach against Carmel where he'd been for the last four years. So but anyway, who, who is the best player you saw? Well, you've already tipped that hand. I have not yeah. tipped that hand yet. Go yeah, ahead. Talk, I mean, talk to us about Jamie Hodges. Best player. I don't know about best player per se, just because of the Blake Wesley and seeing him. And, right. But the best performance I'm giving to, to Jamie Hodges Jr., the sophomore guard out of Michigan City. Uh, I got to see him back-to-back Saturdays. Now. The same kid both nights. Leaves it all out on the floor. Wears his heart on his sleeve. Loves his teammates. Dude just balls out every time. He's not afraid of anybody. And it, it, 
his recruiting will pick up. Obviously, he's only a sophomore, like we said. So great floor leader, hits big-time shots and big-time situations, came up short last night to win, but, but he had some big threes leading up to that, deep threes too. Uh, no problem getting to the basket and finishing. He, he, he just is a really solid, solid player, and I really like how he plays. So 30 points for him last night in the loss. But that's pretty my guy. Against Gary West. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, my best performance, that's I'm going to go that route with it. I think the the incredible the incredible play of Ian Scott against North Central. And just how was that basically out of nowhere for everybody? I mean, yeah, to a certain degree, sure. Um, I mean, what do you have, 40? He had 43, 43. on the night. Okay. And uh, he was, you know, you, you kind of start out thinking, okay, he's going to be a tough matchup for them, but then they'll – look, Plainfield's good. I mean, there's if you had told me before the game Plainfield's going to beat North, North Central, I, it wouldn't have blinked. Wouldn't have blinked an eye. The them getting up by as many as 13 points or 14 points, whatever it was, that surprised me. Ian Scott having the game that he was having, that surprised me. He really started to notice in the second half that he was basically was just unstoppable for against North Central. Now North Central doesn't have a lot of size. They have one kid, Shiloh Jackson, who's six eight senior. Uh, but he's this is his first real stint of varsity action. He played a little bit last year. Uh, but he, but he, most of his minutes were when Charlie Peterson was out of the game. Charlie's now at, at Army, and you know he didn't get a ton of minutes. And so this is his first real stint. And look, and he was engaged the entire time he was out there, and he had no. I think he even got in some foul trouble in the first half, but he was outmatched against Scott, and North Central had no answer for him. Now they came out in the second half. So, so Ian had 23 points in the first half, 20 in the second. I thought the second half performance was better, and here's why. They come out at halftime, and they basically – they spend the first three minutes of the half surrounding him with two players. And everywhere he goes, he's got the guy guarding him, and somebody's checking down on him even when he doesn't have the ball. And, you know, playing field has positional size. North Central could not turn them over. Now, if North Central could, could get transition going off misses, they, they had success, but they could not – they really couldn't get Plainfield to, to commit loose ball turnovers where North Central was turning defense into offense. And when you can't do that to a team that's bigger than you pretty much at every position, then they're going to be able to at least run their offense. And, and, as, and as much as they use high-low action, as much as they – they they clear out one side of the floor and they're getting kind of a two man game post feed going. I mean, Ian was unstoppable and it, it, he hit a three in the second half. He had three dunks in the second half, and one of them was kind of a cheapy in transition, but still, two of them were were him basically working, getting angles, and just <laughs> rising up. It was the most you know. I guarantee you, North Central didn't expect that. You know, I would have gone in there. I would have gone in there expecting completely to talk more about Kale Vanderbush, 
you know, and, and how outside of maybe him having a maybe a 20 point game, the rest of them were kind of balanced because that's the way playing field's going to be most nights. Uh, and Ian Scott's going to, you know, definitely be one of their leading scorers. But I think that Vanderbush is is probably a little bit more on the recruitable side, or at least up to now he has been. But I mean, if I'm, you know, if I'm definitely in the crossroads league, then I'm making sure, you know, that I'm getting involved with him at, at the very least. You know, I'm taking a look at his offers right now. We don't, we don't even have him for any offers right now. So that's got to change. I know there were a couple schools there last night looking at him. I'm sure they left. They, I'm sure they came in thinking they were looking ready for their diamond in the rough, and they left there thinking, oh, dear God, this guy, you know, there's some stuff might happen now, uh, which is always the way when you're coaching at a non-power six school. But, I mean, he was incredible, he, and he played hard. He was very, very good defensively. You know, Leland Perry struggled against their – their. Um, Leland Walker, I'll tell you what. Jeez. I know. It's rough. Names. Leland Perry played at Pike in, in the early 2000s. So at least it's not a name I'm just making up. But <laughs> uh, Leland, Leland struggled against their length, really struggled in the first half, was much better in the second half. But, I mean, Plainfield is, you know, they're 6'7", six, they're 6'6", six, 6'4". Six, 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 and that's for their starters. And so if they're not able to turn defense into offense against Plainfield, Plainfield is just going to be able to kind of pick and choose, maybe a little bit methodically, but pick and choose how they attack. And that's exactly what happened. And defensively too, you know, Leland might be able to get by his guy, but, but Plainfield was pretty much in different variations of matchup zones and, and they did go man some possession, maybe more in the second half than what I realized. But, but it seemed like everybody every time Leland would get by somebody, uh, there would be another six five kid or bigger waiting for him. Right. So he he struggled. All of North Central struggled around the basket, and a lot of that was Scott defensively. Uh, just a really impressive performance. And you know we do the Player of the Week each week. He's definitely going to get a nomination for me. I don't really nominate a guy any every week um but he's gonna be hard to beat that was a hell of a game I, you know against a heck of an opponent so so you know you gotta look at that too so so that's my that's my player that's my player uh top performance or top player of the week at least as far as right. games we saw so what game this week are you looking forward to zach <clears throat> All right, so I will not be going to any games this weekend because I will be going to Phoenix. Uh-oh. Take, taking a little GCU action. Oh, my. Did you get that okay they, with your they've boss? Got, they've got Nevada Friday night and <laughs> Arizona State. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm gonna... <laughs> and then they get Arizona State on Sunday night. So get a couple goodies down there, Phoenix. Man, they're letting you in, huh? Yeah, I kind of know somebody, so that helps. Yeah, that's not bad. I'm like I, I don't like missing high school games. I uh, in you know, okay, so, so my Friday night would have been this week. I 
I was looking through the schedule. Hammond's at Gary West, so that that's going to be a good one, I assume. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, Saturday would be a couple. Of, uh, and then also Friday night, sorry. Friday night also uh, has South Bend Adams over at Elkhart. So that would have been a good one to see because we Elkhart team. Yeah, we, we might need They've to. had a couple good wins so far. We might need to um, bribe somebody to go to that Hammond-Gary West game. So if anyone listening wants yeah, to go to that try game. To find and, a live feed. Yeah, well, I, yeah, there's that too. I keep forgetting that angle of it. Yeah. Well, I guess it'll be up to me. Uh, I, I think the best games of the week I'm looking forward to are the stuff at Southport on Saturday. And, you know, those sure. games are going to be North Central versus Franklin Central. Franklin Central may be better than what we thought. Uh, going to get they, – they whooped Brownsburg to start the season. And now Brownsburg played without Pierce Thomas, but it was thorough. And the, the Brownsburg people were very impressed with Franklin Central. So North Central versus Franklin Central will start that action off at two o'clock. Gary West plays Southport, the host school. Uh, North Harrison versus Bar Reeve. That's going to be a battle of big guys again. Fort Wayne Blackhawk versus Silver Creek. That'll be a rematch from last year. And then Cincinnati Moeller with Logan Duncan, who's committed to Indiana, is coming over to play Lawrence North. I will be staying down there for the entire schedule this time. I may dip out a little bit for lunch although i like the idea of i'm not a big doordash guy but may have to doordash some food food to southport it'll be interesting to see what uh if jalen washington plays like chase plays the back-to-backs like that like we discussed well that's that that should be the game he plays well, let's look at their schedule who are they playing friday night do we know Let me. Hammond, I'm hammond's the friday game member oh that's the friday game yeah on one hand that game probably means more to them because it is a conference game on the other hand, if you're if you're Gary West, you're playing down here in Southport because you want to get your guys um, different eye, different set of eyes on on your kids, you know. Right. So hopefully he's able to play both games. Um, if he makes if he ha- if they decide he has to choose from one to the other, I mean they they play Lake Central in the eighth, so there's a chance. A lot of these schools, most I mean most of these schools will play have a week where they do play three games to prepare for the sectional, so they're going to play Lake Central in the eighth. Hammond on the 11th and then at Southport versus Southport on the 12th. Hopefully he plays again, you know, at Southport, but I'm guessing he'll definitely be playing the Hammond game. Yeah. That'll be a good game. That's a Gary West. Um, we may have to figure out how to get into that game. Anyway, um, that well, those are the games I'm looking forward to. So not not a whole lot of detail on those because there's just those are all known entities, with the exception of maybe Franklin Central, um, Southport. The talent they've got are is young, soft three sophomores, and um, you know be anxious to get to get some eyeballs on them. And then the the games get a little bit better as the the evening goes on. Really looking forward to Duncan and and that molar group against Lawrence North. Sure. That'll be, that'll be a fun game. So, well, unless there's anything else, Zach, that kind of wraps it up. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, you got your read ready. Oh, or? Uh, forgot about, uh, we saw, we, we find out Reggie Bass is going to commit on his birthday. Oh, does that, that just not come out? Uh, a couple hours ago. 
Okay. Well, we're, I thought we were going to break news. He's committing on his birthday in March. March. <laughs> okay. Well, so we got some time. A lot can happen between now and then. Um, Need like that. That's a, that's a strange one. Yeah, that's. I mean, I get it. Be his birthday, but anyway, that's a long time from now to to announce it. All right, man. You got you got your read ready. Yeah, let me get this going here. Box Out Sports, graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds. You're doing this to highlight your team and student athletes for the season. This is for any sport, remember, also, not just basketball. Uh, you can sign up for a free demo at Box Out I all of a sudden you went dead. Did you, did you, my internet connection is kind of wonky right now. So clearly we don't have good internet here in Carmel. We got everything else, but we don't have good internet. So course at Indiana podcast is on Apple podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can describe, you could subscribe to either or to uh, the podcast via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. So, well, Zach, good, good talking this week. We'll uh, we'll do the, the the game player or game team and player every week. We'll get Barney in here next week and and get the three man crew going back. But other than that, man, have a good week. Yeah, thanks. You too. And for our listeners, we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh-huh.